Hello and welcome back to Gimme the Creeps with Abby and Daniela. Hello, hello. So, are you ready for your close-up? I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Are we going to talk about... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes. yes. What you texted me? Yes. Okay, yes. So, as most of you... Actually, I don't know. You might not know if you pay attention or not. If you care enough about us. (laughs) (laughs) As people. Not just (laughs) podcasters. Yeah. So my grandma passed away in March. And everybody, like my, me and my mom were like super close to her. Like, I mean, most of my family was, but like we were like really close to her, whatever. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I've mentioned that my Mom has like really weird dreams that are, I guess they're like super intuitive and stuff. So it's like a little bit creepy sometimes. Uh, But she had a dream last night about my grandma and that she saw her in a grocery store. And so she asked her what she was doing there. And then my grandma said, I asked the Lord if I could come see you to give you a hug. And then she hugged her. My mom said she, like, felt it in, like, real life. And my mom asked her if she was feeling okay, and she said no. And then she, my grandma told my mom something else, but my mom can't remember what it was. All she can remember is feeling anxious that she wanted her to leave. Like, she wanted my grandma to leave. So I automatically was like holy shit, like, what, first of all, like, what Lord are you talking about? And Mm. if it's God, why do you have to ask permission? And what did she tell my mom that, that my mom, like, forgot? And, like, why did it make her anxious? Like, I need you to leave. Like, was she, like, did she, like, tell her some, like, afterlife secrets that she wasn't supposed to know so my mom's like oh shit you know now that you told me you gotta get out of here Mm -hmm. um but what makes it even weirder is that I also had a dream about my grandma last night and I asked her if she was feeling okay and she also told me no so what the fuck does that mean whoa (laughs) yeah it was just a little spooky, and I thought y'all would be interested in a little spooky story. That is very spooky. Isn't it? Yes. Mm. I can't even imagine. Oof. Um, like, I don't... I don't know. I don't... And, you know, it's even crazier because in a lot of the dreams I've had of her lately, like, I don't remember like after we greet each other I don't remember what she tells me Mm. like I remember greeting her I remember like how I felt and stuff while I was with her but I don't remember what she says after whoa like yeah you can't like retain it after you wake up yes it's weird and usually I remember pretty good portion of my dreams hmm wow yeah um Yeah, uh, that would be an interesting conversation to have with our audience if they have ever dreamt people who have passed on. Is there a difference in your dreams? Can you remember what you said, what they said? Um, 
my mom and my brother, I think mostly dream people. Um, I just dream stressful situations and it has been <laughs> no different this week, but I need to change my routine. That's, that's literally what it boils down to. So I'm done complaining about it, but um, yeah, this week I, my class, once again, I, I wasn't making it every time. Sorry about that. Didn't graduate or whatever. I don't know what my consequence ended up being. Anyways, my mom and my brother, they dream about people who have passed on and it's mostly like my grandma on my mom's side. And I think I remember her telling me that after my grandma passed away, my mom was grieving so hard um, while she was pregnant with my brother, by the way. So maybe that's why they have a very strong oh. um, bond to her right. because of the excitement and everything. And uh, I got to meet my grandma. My brother didn't, and they were looking forward to that. So Aww. anywho, I think maybe that's why the emotional part is there, right. uh, that, that kind of bond. But <clears throat> Because that's a whole other conversation is like, is is life in the womb more interconnected to our world than we think or whatever? Like, anyways, so one time my mom was having a dream after my grandma had passed away and um, she said that it felt like she woke up in her dream and she woke up to my grandma calling her through the laundry room of the house. I guess it was like realistic, like I guess where the bedroom was it made sense for the door to be where the laundry room was or something. So she opened her eyes and she could hear her mom calling her and she went over to her and she was like, um, what are you doing here or something? And I don't remember all the details, but my grandma was trying to bring her with, with her somewhere. And my mom was like, where are we going? Um, I'm not ready to go. And she was just like very sad. Obviously she's like, I'm, I miss you, but I'm not ready to go. And then she woke up. Oh, that's spooky. Isn't it? And once again, it's like, who was that? Was that her mom? Or I don't know. I just feel like anything can uh, feed off of people's grief. As we've seen in like every A24 horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) You are correct. Uh, Yeah, I think. I don't know. It'll take advantage of that. If if that's what it is. If not, if it's, you know, a sense of comfort for you or whatever, then um, that's good. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, let's – I don't know if we want to know, really. I would mm. hope – Oh, what is <laughs> terrifying? Hopefully I don't fucking – Hopefully it doesn't oh, I know, I know. Later, jam it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what would be really spooky is, like, you're, you're comforted at the site – of like your grandma or whatever and then all of a sudden as she gets closer like you start to get scared oh no yeah and you and you don't real like you don't know why you feel scared. i really hope that that does not influence my dreams today because i <laughs> i, won't I be know able to right oh no that is really weird um yeah who knows i don't know if we want to know but um I do definitely believe in intent and energies and things like that. So, Ooh, oh my god, these oh my god, <laughs> she scared me. <laughs> she, she scared me. 
they're outside, but the fucking wall <laughs> where the fucking fence is right here is right. It's literally my bedroom wall. So. They know exactly when to give us a little jump scare. God damn it, that scared me. I bet you there's cats. Let me go bring their bitch asses in. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Jesus but now I'll be scared. And that was the dream corner. And that was the dream corner. (laughs) (laughs) So my story today is actually not fucking spooky. Isn't that weird? Good. I was still scared from last week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you see that TikTok that I sent you? (gasps) No. The underwater something. I think it was in the Middle East. They found uh, some civilization some ancient civilization underwater like there's a drought so the water like dried up and it like exposed this all these structures and shit yeah i was like holy shit i gotta send this to abby um okay but yeah my shit today is not spooky i mean it is a little bit but it's not like crazy or anything i mean it's not like spooky crazy mm-hmm. it is crazy though um so today i'm going to talk about anastasia lachenko masney have you heard of this girl no i don't think so actually. her last name sounds familiar so i feel like i heard about it somewhere but i don't mm. when i heard the story i was like what the fuck but i don't know mm-hmm. okay so here we go so we're going to go very to the very beginning, um, starting with her mother, Yulia Masny, and her father, Igor Lachenko. So according to LaPrensa.com, Yulia Masny was born in Siberia and Igor Lachenko in the Ukraine. They both met in Russia when they worked as gymnasts and acrobats in the famous Rus- famous Russian circus. Mm-hmm. My mouth wasn't going to let me say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so they soon fell in love and they decided to cross to the other side of the world and they settled in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two Russians decide to, or well, yeah, uh, decided <laughs> to settle in Mexico. So at first they lived in San Luis Potosi, Potato, <laughs> <laughs> where Yulia gave birth uh, to the first of two daughters, Anastasia. And she was a blonde little girl with green eyes. And according to this fucking news thing, an angelic smile. Hmm. They like go on about her beauty and shit, and I'm like, she just looks like a regular white girl to me. So Whoa. I don't, I'm not, I don't know. But anyway, so, <clears throat> so at the time of her birth, the couple supported themselves by teaching music, ballet, and acting on. Oh, and then they uh, were acting on television in different states of the country. Mm. I don't. Actually, no, they were acting or if they were teaching the acting. But either way, that's what they did. Um, And by the end of the 90s, Igor was hired as a teacher to train gymnasts at 
the Baja California High Performance Center. And so they moved to Tijuana when that happened. Mm. In 2003, Yulia and Igor had a second daughter, Valeria, who had autism. Uh, the doctors told her that not only would she not be able to speak, but that she might not be able to walk either. And I'm not sure if that has to do with the autism or if there was something mm. um, going on with her that she just couldn't walk. Mm. I don't know. But I think she eventually could. But uh, either way, this put the family in a difficult situation and they were like constantly just like going through it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So uh, since Valeria needed a lot of attention and visits with various specialists, Yulia focused all of her attention and time on her little angel, as she called Valeria. Mm -hmm which in turn distanced her from Anastasia and her husband. Mm. So eventually Yulia and Igor are separated because of this. I'm assuming that's not the only thing, but there's, there's probably a lot more, but they mm. got separated and Anastasia and Valeria stayed with their mom. And as the years passed and Anastasia grew older, her relationship with her mother became more acrimonious, acrimonious. Mm. Uh, and she began being rebellious and her moods changed frequently, which is like any other teenager, but apparently her shit was like mm. crazy. Like she, they think that because of like the divorce and shit and like not being given the attention that she wanted, she was like acting out and stuff, mm. which I can kind of totally relate to. So that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so when Anastasia was 14, she tried drugs for the first time and mm. she initially started with marijuana and then she moved on to meth and ecstasy. Uh, which I also feel is pretty typical for rebellious teenagers. Maybe not the meth and the ecstasy, but definitely. No. I was going to say that's the gateway. Went straight they, to <laughs> yeah, definitely at least trying weed for the first time. Like I'm pretty sure the first time I smoked weed, I was 13. So wow. it's pretty close. Uh, yeah, ecstasy is kind of up there. Like where do you even get that when you're 13? Well, she lived in fucking... Oh, 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 yeah, true. So interesting. They got yeah. that good stuff over there or something. I, yeah. So, I mean, all the, because all the cartels and stuff, mm -hmm. which she does eventually get into. So, mm -hmm. so she gets into drugs and stuff and she runs away from home three times to be mm -hmm. with her friends. And she, ends up having like multiple boyfriends like through the years or whatever and they are all part of the cartel oh yeah so ecstasy is definitely pretty easy to get if your boyfriend is a part of a cartel True. Damn. um so yeah so she runs away to be with them and stuff and like the cops 
are involved because initially, like, her family thought that she might have been trafficked, especially because she was, like, into drugs and stuff, and uh, which they did find out about because she couldn't like keep it under control anymore you know and then she just stopped giving a fuck so she was like whatever i just don't care so um the cops get involved and they end up bringing her back this is whenever she's like underage still i think it was twice when she was underage and in early february 2015 she runs away from home for the final time and her mom went and filed a missing persons report and they issued like and they did this the other times that she had gone missing too but they like made like posters and shit like of her missing and stuff so uh they still couldn't find her this time though and it wasn't until the 27th of february that she contacted her mother by phone to let her know that she was in culiacan sinaloa with some friends and she also mentioned that she had gotten a job and that there was nothing to worry about. But in reality, she was lying. Oh my God. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, she wasn't working. And, I mean, she was really there, but she didn't have a job and she um, was living with friends who had, who were druggies or whatever. And but by this point, she was 18. So when her parents were cops, they were like, well, we can't do anything. Like, we can't bring her back. She's right. supposed to be by herself. Damn. So they just left her alone, I guess. They were like, well, fuck. They couldn't call Dr. Phil because they weren't in the United States. I mean, they were pretty close. Caso cerrado. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're like, mm, that's. <laughs> typical of over here so yeah maybe that's well. an exciting story hmm. so a couple months after that she finally returns to her mom and her sister but the fighting like continued because she was still doing drugs and I'm not sure why she went back I guess there was just it was just too hard to be over there. People are shitty, you know, whatever. But uh, she continued to do drugs while she was, when she came back. And it only, like, the fights with her mom and shit only got worse. And she had, like, before she was, like, would she would leave and shit, it was because her mom and her fought all the fucking time. Like, she just was in a shitty mood all the time to everybody. But her and her mom fought especially, like, really bad. So, on Sunday, June 7th, 2015, a neighbor witnessed an intense argument between Yulia and Anastasia in which Anastasia yelled at her mom, I've had enough of you. I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. (gasps) She slammed the door and went out into the street, according to what the neighbor said. So, dude, in this fucking uh, article that I was reading, Mm -hmm. they, like, went off and they, I I had to fucking add these parts in there because it just, they made it, like, I don't, they, like, romanticize (laughs) the shit, but anyways, uh, I got this par- this next next paragraph from that 
article um but it says after the fight anastasia went for a walk on the shore of the beach she smoked several cigarettes sat on the sand and cried for a while she remembered the good times that she had spent with her parents right there enjoying the sea and the beauty of the sunset now all that mm-hmm. seems so distant alien to her and then she fell asleep there was an episode of la virgen de so when she woke up, she went back to her house and she was still pretty pissed. I it doesn't say if she was on drugs at this point, but I what happens next, she had to have been. So she went into the house and in the yard she found a rope. She took it with her and she stepped inside and her mom was watching TV in a armchair. Sassy. <laughs> Uh, so she turned her mom turned to look at her but like only for like a split second before mm-hmm. Anastasia wrapped the rope around her neck and resting her knee on the back of the chair she began to strangle her mom <sighs> and her mom squirmed and tried to defend herself but that did not do shit Mm-mm. so a few times, her uh, Anastasia would loosen the rope and, like, she would see her mom's, like, face and stuff and she would, like, loosen it a little bit and then she'd, like, snap back to, no, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, this lasted for 25 minutes until her mom stopped moving and breathing. 25 minutes? 20 Being strangled 20 for 25 minutes. Oh, I think my it God. does take a long time. Like, movies show it not being that long, but I think it does take a long time. Well, like you said, she kept loosening her grip. So yeah, and that too. Her mom got a few breaths in. Yeah. Oh. So then after that, she went to Valeria's room, who was lying on her bed, defenseless. Um, so she, Anastasia, had the same rope that she had killed her mom with, and she began to strangle her sister. And there's some reports that say that she hung her, but I don't see how she could do that by herself. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So then Valeria stops shaking and Anastasia puts an ear to her chest to make sure that her heart had stopped beating. So then immediately after that, she grabs her pack cigarettes and she leaves the house and goes back to the beach. And... This uh, around this time, it was like 920 at night and it was still really fucking hot and she's like freaking out and um, she doesn't really like know what else to do. So she just fucking lays. She sits on the sand and she just fucking sits there smoking cigarettes for two fucking hours. Mm-mm. and she finally she comes back home and uh, or well she starts to head home and before that she stops at a pharmacy and she buys a box of plastic bags black plastic bags mm-hmm. so when she gets back home she goes to the kitchen and she grabs three kitchen knives and mm-hmm. she drags her mom and sister's bodies back to the kitchen Mm-mm. And that is where she cuts out their hearts 
decapitates both of them and she removes Valeria's eyes. What the hell? Why? And I think it's the eyes and the hearts that she throws down the toilet and she flushes them. What? That is so... Wow. Just you wait. Oh, it's not over. Oh, jeez. So, um, she ends up dismembering the rest of their body. Like, she cuts out their limbs and shit, and she puts them in plastic bags. She -hmm. cleans up the house and the knives and shit, and um, she literally, like, works all night, and she doesn't finish until 7 in the morning the next day, the 8th. Mm. yeah so then by this point she's like fuck how am i gonna get these bags out of here or like what am i gonna do with them (laughs) so she starts to like freak out and she decides while i'm thinking about this i'm gonna smoke a couple joints which sounds slightly like something i would do (laughs) yeah me too i just need a little bit in the middle yeah when i'm in the middle of something i'm like let me go smoke real quick and then i'll get right back yeah to it (laughs) i mean maybe not for something like that helps people think better (laughs) some people yes me it makes me mindless which i okay what happens next is probably what the fuck would happen to me too so Mm -hmm. she smokes Mm -hmm those two joints or however many joints it was just as a couple but she smokes those joints she runs out of weed and she's like fuck i don't have any more weed i still don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do (laughs) so she just fucking leaves (laughs) Mm -mm. and that sounds like me or i would just completely forget what the fuck i'm doing because i'm so high right like damn i am way too high for this and then leave and then be like oh fuck (laughs) what was i doing yeah (laughs) oh goodness so yeah so she leaves without taking anything with her she's like i'm just like fuck it and she leaves for two fucking days (laughs) (laughs) and by the second day they the bodies are pretty like smelly like they're they have started decomposing so they don't smell good and um because of the smell and shit on wednesday the 10th uh neighbors alert the police because they're like what the fuck is this yeah so and the police show up and they find the shit and they're like holy fuck so on thursday the 11th uh they get a call from a girl that is saying that there are bodies in a bag uh, or in bags in this house um, in this mm-hmm. fucking neighborhood, Jardines del, del Sol, which mm-hmm. that sounds really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she tells them that there's bodies in a home in this neighborhood and they're like, yeah, we fucking know. But they realize mm-hmm. that it is her yeah anastasia that is there but it wasn't her that called it was her fucking friend who she is staying with lol so the cops show up there and they pick her up so Mm -hmm. 
uh, once they apprehend her, they she tells them that she murdered her mom and her sister because they were practicing brujeria and Mm-mm. they wanted to kill her. What the hell? <laughs> so, oh, and uh, before this, god damn it, I fucking forgot. <laughs> when she comes back from uh, from Culiacan, her dad makes her go to fucking rehab. Mm. Because, I mean, she's strung the fuck out. So mm-hmm. he makes her go to rehab. And then when she gets out, literally a week after she gets mm-hmm. out is whenever she does this. Mm. So she says that um, when she got out of rehab, she began to feel itching all over her body at night. And she was getting headaches that wouldn't let her sleep. So this mm. convinced her that these symptoms were because her mom and oh. her sister were doing brujeria and they oh wanted my God. to end her little by little with that. So, <clears throat> and then she also told the investigators that she looked up on the internet that witches had to have their hearts removed and their limbs cut off so that their spells would stop having any effect. Really? And that it would stop this horrible voice in her head they kept asking her to kill them. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, and this whole time they had not found, like, contacted the dad. They, he, th- when the cops found out that there were bodies, like, they didn't tell him. They didn't tell him mm-hmm. until after they arrested uh, Anastasia. Mm-mm-mm. And, he told them how she had changed a lot and she had become like super aggressive and was always in a bad mood and stuff and how she had gone to rehab and all this stuff. So he, he was like, I literally just dropped her back off with her mom and her sister like a week ago. Mm-hmm. So. Oh my God. Okay. So not only did the um, Tijuana attorney general's office interrogate her, they had the deputy attorney general's office. What the fuck? That's no, no, no. Yeah, it was them, and then the homicide unit, and then people, the fucking personnel from the Russian consulate also came to question her. Mm-hmm. But she was born in Mexico, but her parents yeah. were Russian, so I don't, I don't know. Interesting. But yeah, so they all questioned her and she was like fed up with all the questions and shit. So she was like, I've literally told you a thousand times how it all happened. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. But despite all of this shit, despite her saying that she did it and all this shit, her, they, there was still not enough evidence to arrest her. So they fucking let her go. What the hell? Yeah, they let her go. But then um, when the judge, Ana Isabel Flores. Oh, shit. There's another last name. Placencia. uh, Responsible for setting Anastasia free was questioned about it. She replied, I did not evade my responsibilities. I did my job. The public prosecutor's office gave me an incomplete investigation folder there are missing reports that have not been compiled or yes, compiled with complied with. What the fuck? 
that have not been complied with. For this reason, I do not have sufficient evidence to arrest Anastasia. Mm-mm. So then uh, on June 19th, an arrest warrant was finally issued. They finally got all their fucking shit together. And so, yeah, the arrest warrant was issued on June 19th, which is my brother's birthday. Ah. And Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, on Monday, June 22nd, uh, a mass was celebrated in honor of the victims in the Santa Maria Estrella del Mar Church in Ensenada, very close to where they lived. There, the media interviewed Igor, who mentioned that he wanted to help his daughter regarding her drug addiction. (laughs) And maybe that she had fucking rage that killed her. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So, um, on Friday, June 26th, Anastasia was admitted to the La Mesa prison in Tijuana, where she was prosecuted for the crime of aggravated homicide. Three Mm -hmm. days later, Anastasia gave an interview with an Argentine newspaper, El Clarín, which she mentioned details that she had not said before, and it left everyone shocked. Anastasia said I did not want to plead guilty the truth is that I had been using drugs for several days so when I was arrested the police told me that if I pleaded guilty that they would let me go that day some hooded men slapped me several times I got scared and when I said that I murdered my mother and sister oh that day some hooded man slapped me several times I got scared and then I said that I murdered my mother and sister while they recorded me with the camera and with their cell phones. So the journalist asked her to tell them what happened that day. And she said, that day I came home, but it was locked. So I remembered that we had some keys hidden in the washing machine and I went to get them. When I entered, the house was upside down. There was a lot of clothes piled up on the sofa and my room was a mess. So I decided to put a little order in the house and I started by sweeping the patio. Then I realized that a strange and unpleasant smell was coming from the back hallway when I approached. Mm -hmm. She paused here and she covered her face and began to cry. Um, Then she went on to say there was a black bag. I opened it and there were the remains of my mother. I don't know how to say this, but it was horrible. My mother's head was on top. Uh, I called a friend and took her to the house to show her the bags, but she didn't want to look. I told her I hadn't done it. I asked her what we were doing, and she told me to call the police, and then we went to her house. Hours later, the police arrived for me. Then the journalist asked where the agents took her, and she said, they put me in a car where they slapped me, and they kept telling me the whole time that it would be better if I pleaded guilty. Uh, That... Only then would they release me. We were going around and later they took me to some offices or something similar. And there I was abused by more than four officers. I was so drugged that I thought they had arrested me for that. I don't remember what happened to my mother. I didn't remember what happened to my mother and sister. The problem is that I confessed to something that I didn't do. And that's why I'm in this situation. I couldn't say goodbye to them or hug my father. I only remember that they told me, tell them that you dismembered them. 
And that was the first thing I said and the rest they invented and put in place. I'm very frustrated because I don't remember many things and everything has been like a terrible nightmare. Until recently, I started to let off steam to cry a lot, but I get distracted watching TV or reading Garcia Marquez. I've become a big fan of his books. Hmm. So on top of that bombshell, the evidence, the evidence investigators gathered yielded traces of a genetic profile that belonged to a male outside of the Lachenko Matsny family in the knives mm. and the plastic bags. Mm. So Anastasia's lawyer said that Yulia had several suitors and a jurist hypothesized that perhaps one of them fought with Yulia and murdered her. However, she also believed that the Tijuana attorney general's office did not want to question uh, them like the, anybody that knew anything about it or whatever. On the other hand, regarding the sexual violations of which Anastasia was a victim by the police, there were also evidence since the doctor of the, of the public ministry where they took her that night, she was arrested, recorded said aggregation. No aggressions in writing. So, After they did this, they, she, I don't, I guess she like came in contact with some doctor. I don't know if they make them be seen before they get thrown in jail. I don't know. But a doctor Mm -hmm. saw her after that and made note of her saying that. Interesting. And I think had like evidence that she had been like hit and shit. So, also, Anastasia's lawyer mentioned that it was not possible that Anastasia had the strength to dislocate and dismember the bodies of her mother and sister, much less much less that the kitchen knives were used for such an action. There is no viability. Almost surgical cuts with kitchen knives, they didn't bother to look for real evidence. Many things were left unfinished and up in the air. I mean, that is kind of true. Kitchen knives aren't the best. But I feel like there's, like, serial killers that have dismembered people with less. Yeah, sometimes it's just their adrenaline that... Yeah, and if she was doing that, like... Oh, my God, I know, right? No. Oh, Oh my goodness. Okay, so... Um, okay, so I think as of last year, her lawyer tried once again to bring up this whole thing, like to say that they don't have real evidence against her. Um, but nothing happened after that like they didn't try to like reopen the case or anything like they just have summed it up to she did it so she's serving a harsh sentence of 80 years and well i guess not really harsh if she really did kill them but 80 years in prison and 
Yeah. There's no, I don't think they even really did like a, like, a deep I don't. investigation? Yeah. Like there's, they just took her confession and were like, okay, well, she had to have done it. Ugh, lazy. So, yeah. So she's serving 80 years for that. And we don't know if she actually did it or not. Man. Yeah. What the heck? Yep. Interesting. Crazy, I right? Liked it. I am now going to send you because I know that we cannot post these. <laughs> but oh, the I, crime scene. Yes. I mean, there's might be some that we can post, but there's definitely like two that we cannot. Hooey. <laughs> You're gonna be. You need to prepare yourself because it's. It's gonna make my stomach turn. It's gonna make your stomach turn. Hmm. Hold on, I'm looking for you. There you are. Speaking of making my stomach turn, I started watching The Staircase. Ah, that is a really fucked up. That, I thought he did it, and then I watched The Staircase, which he had had made. Okay, let me click on this. So now I'm not so sure. But now I'm, st- I'm just started it. Um, I started the HBO show today, though. I barely finished the docu-series on Netflix and then finished finished that and then started the new show that's on HBO. Okay, let me see. Okay, 18 and up. I'm scared already. <laughs> what the? I have to view it in the app because it's so bad. Do you not have okay. the app? I guess I got rid of it to make space on my phone, but I just got it back. So let me open. Um, I forgot to mention that this whole when Valeria was killed, she was 12. Oh, oh my! I wasn't meant to ask about that. Mm-hmm. Fill out a bunch of shit about myself for some reason. Okay, now I can click here. Now it says not safe for work community. What in the OMG? The update. Update settings. No, I got it. I, I update show not safe for work. Okay, there it is. Okay, here we go. Oh, she was only twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my god. The, oh, she did. She took her eyes out. Took her eyes out. How did she get such clean cuts? Through the bone and everything. That doesn't make sense. Well, one of them, that leg looks like it. She had oh. to like, get a hoe out. But. <laughs> this is horrible. I, I'm, I'm laughing because it's horrible, but. Yeah. So it also, I just remembered this too. Damn it. I didn't even write that part down. I just kept that in my memory bank. Some say that because she was into like the cartel and shit, that maybe Mm -hmm. because she left Guyacan for whatever reason, that maybe she had been in trouble and. She might have actually like been out like fucking around mm-hmm. out there, and the cartel came or like her ex boyfriends or whoever came, and they killed her mom and her sister. I was gonna ask that um, whenever they let her go, I thought maybe it was because the cartel like got her out of trouble. They like paid them off or something. But now that you mentioned that, you might be right. And she was just so far gone, she didn't know. Like, yeah, she was so fucked up off of drugs. She's like, well, did I fucking do it? 
Right. But how are you going to come up with that fucking story of they did brujeria on you when you didn't do Right. That's kind of true, too. So it's really up in there. She could have fucking done it or whatever, but... Um, yeah. So I'm going to send you pictures of the girls and stuff. Okay. Her mom was really pretty. Her mom was really pretty. She... (laughs) She was nothing special. I was going to tell you, um, have you seen, I think it's on Hulu, the Girl Scout murders that happened (gasps) in I was going to tell you, yes. Oh my gosh. Um... I saved the docuseries to watch it because, yeah, that case is very – it's unsolved, first of all. And then second of all, it's very messed up and it's children. So Right. Creepy. Nobody knows. So, yeah, I haven't seen the docuseries, though. Not yet. But, yeah, I was thinking of covering that. I haven't seen it either. Um, What Mm. in the fuck? But I really want to. I just listened to um, the Morbid episode about it Mm. summer camp oh my gosh did you hear about the shooting today fun it was at a texas summer camp what yes but they they killed him in time this time this time before he could kill people i did not hear about that at all hmm Okay, I just received whatever you've sent. I'm just sending pictures of them. Why? Oh, this yeah. Is hmm. But yeah, so she. Um, I guess tried to get out of shit by saying that the cops, if she really did kill them, like. I guess she tried to get out of it by saying that the cops, like, abused her and stuff. Yeah, for her to just confess. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe she got in trouble, like you said, with the cartel, and the cartel killed her sister and her mom. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, there's the possibilities. or Because those knife cuts are way too clean. Right. Hmm. And she was how old? With makeup on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, there she is. You're so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, anyways, that is crazy. She, if she had just gotten out of rehab, dang. Yeah, she had just gotten out. She was on like PCP or something if she did that by herself. Blacked out. Hmm. Oh, this picture of her sister is fucking haunting. We shall never know. It's strange that you covered that story because I recently heard of a story where um, a quadriplegic little boy was killed by his own father through a hitman in order to get that little boy's money. People, People are, are messed up. Terrible. Yeah, the hitman went through uh, the the kid's nurse, the little kid, and then the mom. Whenever she came down the stairs, because she heard his machine beeping. What the fuck? <sighs> yeah, it was bad. Um, 
I forgot the name of it, but yeah, uh, I, I think I came across it on TikTok and then a comment was like, there's a documentary on YouTube. So I looked up the documentary and I watched it and it was called um, Blueprint of a Murder or something like that. Jeez. Yeah, everything is like crazy. But um, that was a good one. That was great. That was a wild ride. I figured the dad was going to be involved in something, but. Yeah, but he just fucking dipped and didn't. Like, anyways, you know, he's still living in Mexico. Looks like I guess so. I don't know what is going on with Pop, but um, yeah, I I don't even know if he thinks that she's innocent or what. But you would think that if he did, he um, would be trying to get her out. Yeah, like he would try to get her out. But I guess he's like, well. I've seen how you are. Mm-mm. Yes, I don't know. But this was all 2015. It's fucking crazy. She was 19 years old. Oh, okay, 19. And she killed her 12-year-old sister, Jesus. Mm. Um, and the whole... Um, the whole, like, Brujeria thing... I mean, it made sense... That I thought she was trying to do some brujeria whenever she took the heart and stuff, but that was weird of her to do also. Yeah. Yeah, like why would you I don't know. Meth does fucked up shit to you. Maybe she really did believe that they were evil or something. I don't know. Oh well. Mental illness, I'll tell you what. Um Yeah. Crazy. Woo. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, 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 um. Okay, so yeah, the the Oklahoma girls that were murdered in their cabin. Oh, okay, that's what I was trying to loop back around. The Ketty Cabin Murders. You and Megan uh, sent me screenshots. I can't click on the link. It says I have to have Facebook in order to see his page. Oh, god damn it. Um. But guys, if you haven't heard my our episode on the Ketty Cabin murders, go listen to that. I believe it's episode um, 70. So the Ketty Cabin murders are from 1981. Uh, and this family of five members, one of them survived. And one was taken from the crime scene, but... Uh, five total family members were murdered and it was unsolved for a long time. And this guy on Facebook has recently um, put on his Facebook and started a page talking about the Ketty cabin murders and saying that his dad might've been the guy who killed them. Mm-hmm. The guy's name is Dusty McKisson. Okay. Um, and I tried to Google it, but so far it's just only on social Facebook, media. Yeah. But um, wow! <clears throat> but I think he says that they are talking to the cops about it. I hope so, cause that would be crazy. Yeah, Dusty McKisson. Yeah, there he is. Um, he's from Utah, so he believes his father might have been involved. Um, but he mentions that his dad said something about a car accident where their throats were slit. So it doesn't align with what actually happened in the cabin, but the throat slitting part is what uh, he remembered. 
about what his dad said. So that is mm-hmm. very interesting, and we will follow up on that if anything comes of it. Um, any other updates? Um, I don't think so. Just think, if there's any unsolved killings that are happening right now, maybe in a couple of years, our parents and our peers will start opening up a little bit and we'll find <gasps> out. We never, who's, we, did we talk about, what the what? heck is her name? Brittany Drexel. Drexel? Is that Who is that? Moses Jones? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm all over the place now. I what is, what, who? Uh, Brittany Drexel, Dra- God damn it! I need to find out. That's her last name. I'm not just Brittany. making shit up. Mm. Hold on, Brit. Oops. It is Drexel. Okay. Well, who is she? What happened? Okay, so Brittany went missing. Um, in oh, 2009. Oh, 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 yes. yes. She- I picture the eyeliner. Did you say the eyeliner? Yeah. What do you mean? The black eyeliner? Yeah, that she would wear. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, her body recently was found. Uh, Or her remains, not her body. Yeah, that's a tough one. But, um, gosh, they were looking for her for a long time. Yes. I feel like there's Uh, something else that we forgot to talk about. Like, I feel like there's... The the Delphi murders, too. What? Are, Are... yeah, they, they have a suspect, but they're not arresting him. Oh, I think I knew that already, actually. Mm-hmm. That's right. I they believe the bodies were moved in stage. So, yeah, as of in, uh, May, they were really getting close to figuring out what happened to those two little yeah, girls in Delphi. I remember that. Um, jo- uh, oh, we posted about it on Facebook. I mean, on Instagram that Josh got sentenced. Oh, yeah. 12 years. Yeah. And supervised visits only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was something else, but maybe that was it. This is the update corner. The update corner that I'm sure everyone has already stopped listening to. And also, Madeline McCann's um, suspect also. Yeah. Did they ever get, get a guy? Yeah, I think they did. I think they arrested him. Could swear there was everybody's more like, to the why story. are you just pulling all these random ones? That y'all I know. Oops, sorry, I got excited about Brittany Drexel. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, that was good that you remembered to bring her up because that's a really well known yeah, case that she had been missing. Um, hmm. Yeah, and May on May 6, new evidence found in Miley McCann case as German prosecutor said, sure. Yeah, there's been a lot with um, her case as well. So yeah, lately there, if we don't cover all the updates in one episode, we will we will forget people. So we apologize for this um, last minute ending of updates Mm -hmm. that we have. Mm -hmm. But uh, are we forgetting anything else? I don't think so. Just that we love all of you. Yes, we always forget to tell you, but we do feel it deep down. No, we don't say it. We still love you we love you from a distance no one likes to be coddled (laughs) (laughs) says the two that hate yeah i know but needed everyone (laughs) which true um yeah so 
Well, we appreciate you guys for joining us, and we hope to see you again next week with another episode of um, Give Me the Creeps. Make sure you give us a follow over on Instagram and on Twitter at G-I-M-M-E, The Creeps. Thanks, you guys. So, did we give you the creeps? <laughs>